0: Welcome to So What's the Problem, in which we rewatch a movie from our youth to determine if it's problematic by today's standards. I'm Jen.
1: And I'm Jimmy. Today we'll be discussing American Pie, which was released in the US on July 9th, 1999, and the UK and Ireland on October 8th, 1999. It was written by Adam Hertz um, and directed by Paul Weitz. It stars <gasps> Jason Biggs, Chris Klein. Alison Hannigan, Thomas Ian Griffiths, uh, no, no, it's not him, Thomas Ian Nicholas, I'll start that again, fuck me! <laughs> right, uh, It stars, <laughs> fuck, I was going to do a long bit there, but I couldn't do it. It stars Jason Biggs, Chris Klein, Alison Hannigan, Thomasine Ian Nicholas, Tara Reed, Mina Savari, Molly Cheek, Casey Affleck, John Cho, Andy K. Thomas, Sean William Scott, Eugene Levy, Shannon Elizabeth, Natasha Leon and Jennifer Coolidge. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy and I have thought of problems the movie has. Three each, and we'll
0: discuss them. We also each have a positive.
1: Yeah, have I? Hold on, I'll check. Yes, I have. I have one, I just couldn't remember if I wrote it down. <laughs> but I remembered it anyway. Before we start with our history, um, I have to say something about our Lethal Weapon episode. Because last week I forgot to mention the score for Lethal Weapon, and I fucking love the score for Lethal Weapon. And I um pissed off at myself that I didn't mention the score to Lethal Weapon by uh, Michael Kamen, Eric Clapton and David Sanborn. Uh, and, you know, even the saxophone, but I don't care. I love the I love the soundtrack to all those movies. Um and I also forgot to say, and I said to you on Messenger, but I forgot to say on the podcast, that you can see the Lost Boys on the cinema marquee, uh, when Riggs is eating a Hot Dog, Lost Boys is there, but the, and Lost Boys is produced by Richard Donner, but it wasn't released until after Lethal Weapon. Okay. Um, in the same year, but a few months later. And, uh, (laughs) and Lethal Weapon was knocked off the top spot of the box office by Blind Date, which we covered last month. So, there we go. It's all full (laughs) circle. So, what is your history with American Pie?
0: Oh, I have a rich history with American Pie. (laughs) <laughs> um Well, the first time I heard of it, I don't know why I remember this, but I was watching an interview with Allison Hannigan on a talk show. And um, they were asking her about, you know, what she was working on. And she said that she just finished filming East Great Falls High. And it was like a high school sex movie. And it was like a year or two before the movie came out. Like... It took okay. a while to come out and it was American Pie. But like, it's kind of like when I read that Nev Campbell made a movie called Scary Movie, like you're waiting forever for this movie to come out and then it's a completely different title. And so it like still sticks yeah. in my head as this title because that's what I knew it as for so long. Um, I saw, I not only saw American Pie in the theater, I saw it at a sneak preview. So I saw it oh, early really? and I saw it in the theater four times. Uh, I don't know why I was so obsessed with American Pie, but uh, it was the first <laughs> DVD I bought. Right. That and Bowfinger. And, yeah, I just, I loved the movie. And it's funny because I think it holds up better than it should. Mm. Like, it, it could have aged. Like, the, the problems I, all the problems I came up with for this movie were problems I had 23 years ago. Yeah. I didn't have new problems. Which I thought was
1: mm. interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. What's your history? I saw it in video. Uh, back in 99, um, my, well, it would have been early 2000 when it was released, but my friend, uh, worked in a video shop. Um, and she would take videos home for free, and we would usually watch them. If it was a brand new release, we would watch it on, say, the Monday night. Um, and, because they're released on the Monday, we would get one, and we'd watch it the Monday night. So, I would go to my friend's house, and this is one of those movies that we watched. Uh, and I remember it because my friend uh, passed away um, about two years later when I was working in the same video shop. Mm-hmm. She was no longer working there. I was working there. Um, and uh, she had cancer, and she passed away uh, in her early 30s. Um, and I just remember that. There was loads of other ones. I'm pretty sure we watched Go as well. Mm. Uh, that's, that's how I remembered, but I may have a controversial opinion here. I, I prefer American Pie 2 to the first American Pie. Weird. Yeah. I don't know why. I like the second one better hmm. to the first one, but, you know, I still, I mean, I don't love either, but I do prefer the, <laughs> I do prefer the, uh, the second one. From what I remember anyway. I haven't rewatched the second one in such a long time, but when I watched them both, in fact, I watched the trilogy at one point, the original trilogy, Uh and I think I remember I, I did, like, the second one, better. I, I haven't seen the fourth one. Well, I've seen the fourth one that went straight to DVD that only had Jim's dad in yeah. it.
0: <laughs> I have not. Um, I've only seen the four, like, kind of official ones. I haven't seen any of the others. Yeah.
1: But I haven't seen, I haven't seen uh, reunion. I haven't seen that one. It's okay. Yeah, you're not missing really, much. Nah, I don't really care. To be honest with you,
0: it, it's so funny. I hadn't so. watched this in well over a decade, and I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, I, I know every line of this movie. Like, I still know every <clears> line of this movie. I've seen it way too many times.
1: Yeah, I think this is another one of those situations where, right? I don't hate the movie, right? I do, I do like the movie well enough and you know um but it must be one of those situations where you have to kind of be american to understand a lot of it okay because i didn't know anyone like stifler and i i didn't have a circle of friends who all just wanted to go and get laid because we don't have prom we don't do stuff like that where we didn't didn't when i was at high school they started doing it after that don't have lacrosse um you know it's just stuff like that it's just there's a lot of it that just didn't resonate with me but i still enjoy it as like just this you know teen comedy there's bits in it that I, i used to find funny but since i'm now an old jaded man i don't find funny anymore but uh but yeah it's um, yeah. It's fine. I it, I I don't hate it. I don't hate this movie. I I still enjoyed watching it last night. Right. So let us start with the problems then, Jen. And it is your go. What's your first problem? Okay. Um,
0: I th- I wrote two of my problems down before I even pressed play. Um, yeah. Which is rare. I usually don't do that. And uh, this problem it's so funny because last night I was talking to Dylan about the movie. And I was like, guess what one of my problems was. And he guessed correctly, but it was not what I was looking for. And I was like, okay, but guess what the other problem was that I had right away. And he said, I hope it's lifetime supply of pantyhose or some shit. And that's exactly (laughs) what it was. That line is such a bad line. It's one of the very first lines of the movie when he's, and he's talking about, you know, the channel lifetime, which is a women's channel. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lifetime supply of pantyhose or some shit. It's a bad line. I've listened to the commentary. The people who made this movie agree with me that it's a bad joke. Like, they should be ashamed. I hope they are. It sounds like maybe they are. <laughs> um, It's it's just, it's always bugged me. Like, I seriously, I haven't seen this movie in over 10 years. There's so much that happens in this movie. But when I was about to start, I was like, oh, yeah, my first problem is this one line that I remember perfectly. Like hmm. that says something.
1: Oh, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Never really noticed it to be with you. It's a clunky but, yeah. line.
0: I think it's a clunky line. Yeah. No, it is. You're right. Like, but, and I'm not the only one because Dylan knew
1: exactly. Yeah. What it was. <laughs> My first problem is stiffer. Okay. I. I just don't fucking like him at all. can't stand him. Because, like I say, I don't know any stifflers in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. I don't understand why they all just keep him around, apart from the plot says so. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just there's no real reason for him. Because isn't he older than them? He's, I think is he's, he's, he's the, the same s- age. No, he's the same age. He seems older. I think he, the actor was older than the rest. Uh, But, yeah, there's just, if there's no reason for, no reason that I can tell for characters to keep a friend like that around, then I don't like that. At least give us some solid reason for why he's there.
0: I'm not one to try to keep a friend like that around, but I've been in friend groups where Mm -hmm. there's that one person that, like, people will still hang out with, even if they're a dick, and I don't get it, but it's it seems to be a pretty common thing with a lot of friend groups. Yeah, is that
1: there's that one yeah. guy. Well, I, I mean, I've I've been in like groups where there's one annoying person, but not to the extent of Stifler, where he's like being aggressive. He's almost like <laughs> pressuring. He's pressuring this girl and having sex with him, mm-hmm. basically. And he's just a horrible human being. And but you know I have been in groups of people where there's been this one annoying person. I may even have been a, the the annoying person in one of these groups. I don't know, but I was never a stiffler. Um, but yeah, it just I just don't like him as a character. Um, I think I I like him a bit more in the other two movies. Mm-hmm. They give him a little more to do in the other movies. They give him a tiny they, bit they more. Do. Heart. Yeah, they absolutely do. I think the third movie he's much more sort of human.
0: Yeah, he's still a he's still a dick, but then he's kind of falling yeah. in love with January Jones. Yeah, and then he's yeah. a dick again in uh, the American Reunion.
1: Oh, is he? I see that. I don't like that again. Then if it's just reverting him back to being a dick after slightly redeem, redeeming him. Yeah. Not completely, but you know they they do make him more human in um, American Wedding. Um. And this country, American Wedding, was called American Pie colon The Wedding. Hmm. And then American Reunion was called American Pie colon The Reunion. (laughs) That's weird. Yeah. So what's your second problem? It's
0: the whole Nadia webcam thing.
1: Yeah, that's my fault.
0: I have multiple tiers of problems within it. Okay, Yeah. so this okay. one was uh, bad when it came out, although I think maybe I wasn't... I didn't really think about how terrible it was at the time.
1: Yeah, because then it the was still kind of new. Yeah. Back then, it wasn't really... Yeah. But
0: he's... Um, you know, he knows this girl's going to change in his room, and he's recording it for his friends to see, and that is not okay. It is not okay to... No. Re- although I... I, cause I listened to the commentary again last night and, um, they did say they thought like him being humiliated, like having to do the dance and stuff made it a little better because he was being, it's like he was being watched when he should, I don't know. I forget the exact logic, but yeah, uh, okay. he's still, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. he's still recording her, but I have many problems here. Okay. One. Yeah she's just supposed to be changing. So how did he think, like, he really shouldn't have been able to get to his friend's house. And yeah. Ha- like, cause you know, in theory she would just change real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Also Nadia is kind of rude because she's just supposed to be changing. And she like just hangs out in his room and goes through his stuff. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Like no yeah. one talks about how weird it is that Nadia is just hanging out. Like, At first, I'm like, why wouldn't he like he goes in there when she's there? And I'm like, you could at least knock. Uh, But then I'm like, no, she's hanging out naked in his room. Like she clearly wants to be found. Like, why? Mm -hmm. Why? Why would you do that? It's so weird. It's so weird. And then my other thing is his friends were just going to watch him have sex. (laughs) They were just going to watch him have sex. Yeah. Like he was just going to lose his virginity in front of all of his friends.
1: And a lot more people on bronze Yeah,
0: yeah. And a monkey. Um, yeah. And Blink One um, Eighty Two. Yes, and Blink One Eighty Two. I just—it's th- like there's so many problems in this one sequence that just bugged me. Mm-hmm. And I I, 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 I do like though when she's looking in the mirror and she kind of sticks her stomach out and plays the drums on it. Yeah, I think that's adorable. But like the whole thing. Yeah, is that's just... that's that's a human thing to do, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's just yeah. <laughs> But he violates her privacy, like,
1: he, none of it makes sense to me. Right, well, th- this is also one of my problems. Like, right, I don't think the whole Jim having to dance naked thing, re- well, in his underwear, really means anything. No. Because, at the end of the day, he faces absolutely zero consequences for what happens, mm-hmm. and she gets fucking deported. Yeah. Which is utter bullshit. All he does is the very next scene just complaining he doesn't have a fucking date to the prom. He
0: he does get humiliated and like I mean, there's a little bit of punishment there for
1: what he did, but it's not the same as her getting deported. Exactly. I mean it's a, a bit of humiliation fine. Because in the next scene again, he's 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 brushed it off. He doesn't really you know, it's on to the next thing mm-hmm. because it's one of those movies that is basically just a series of sketches just sort of woven together with a plot that sketch is over with it's on to the next sketch (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think i feel as though the the happy quote unquote, happy ending at the end where he's like webcamming with nadia is just sort of shoved in there because why why would she why (laughs) <laughs> why would she? The thing is, is
0: I can't I don't question why would she, because also why would she sit around in his room naked looking at his dirty magazines?
1: Yeah, no, I understand that, but she's she, she get deported because of him. So, you know, in a human aspect, I'd be like, fuck you, buddy. You know, you've seen them. You're not seeing them again. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> uh,
0: Nadia's just weird. But
1: well, you know, she's a foreigner. So they're well, always weird apartment. I'm not gonna say movies. foreigners are weird. That's but that's that's the that's the stereotype. That but is, that is. That's that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> it's... Long duck dog. Yeah, exactly. She's a foreigner, so she's strange. It's an American teen comedy, that's yeah. the whole point. I, s- I still don't think that him being that him dancing in his underwear is that really much of a humiliation, yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. Like
0: well that and but. that's what the filmmakers said, like in 99, right? So now I, I'm wondering mm. what they would... like. I, w- I would love it if they were to record a new commentary and I would love to hear what they would have to say about it now.
1: Yeah. I don't mind that this movie does stuff like that to a degree, right? Because it's supposed to be a, a, a comedy. Like, it's supposed to be a sex comedy and it's supposed to be um, pushing the boundaries of taste, mm-hmm. right? Um, Someday, someday ejaculates a, a cup and then someone else drinks it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's It's a bad taste comedy but they really didn't they really didn't think that through about the webcam thing yeah because technology was so that technology was so you know young and they just mm. didn't think it through.
0: well and i you know i know that one of the movies that gets referenced as far as like you know the writer's inspirations or whatever is porkies and when i yeah. saw this movie i'd never seen porkies and i ended up seeing porkies because of this movie and uh it's offensive as shit like and that's the thing is like when you watch Porky's or even things like revenge of the nerds or whatever like yeah it's way worse as far as like violating women's privacy and like i think that they maybe thought the webcam was kind of the equivalent to the hole that lo- looks into the girls yeah, room yeah, yeah or whatever yeah. but when you compare this to something like porky's it's very mild, like, it's much less, it's not as offensive, it's, like, in the, in the tradition of, like, teen sex comedies, this Mm -hmm. one's actually pretty mild, and so I think it's one of the reasons I didn't think about the webcam thing as much as I do now, like, when Mm -hmm. I first saw it, because it's still a way classier movie than Porky's, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and also, I watched Porky's when I was a kid, so we can't cover that at some point in the future. Um. <laughs> so just put that out there Ugh. I did actually watch it when I was a child Okay Yeah, that was my third problem So I'll just put that into my second problem okay. So what is your third problem? Okay, when
0: Alison Hannigan and Jason Biggs Are in the bedroom at the party She mm-hmm. gives him She says she got two condoms So he wouldn't come as fast this time I was right. an AIDS educator In high school, so this line has bugged me since I saw it because you don't use two condoms because the friction will actually cause them to break. Mm -hmm. And it, it seems like a small thing, but like, I hate that they have that in this movie because you know, there's some teenagers who are going to think that's actually a thing. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's actually very unsafe. And that's always driven me crazy. Yeah, it's always driven me crazy. Uh, it's it's. I think it's an irresponsible line, and I I understand like the writer probably just didn't like nobody probably knew. Like I only knew because I'd been trained in A's education, but that that just always bugged me.
1: No, that is. I never really thought about it, but yeah, It, is, it does seem a bit strange because, as you say, they could be someone. I mean, it's what rated R, mm-hmm. so someone under. 17 can watch it if they're an adult
0: or you can watch it in video well and was raised at 15 here so i'll tell you what it's the time now the I, and i don't know how it was in the rest of the country i just know how it was in tulsa now they yeah. you know they're good about checking ids and stuff um and and i guess around this time they were getting better because i remember uh we went to go see the, we were trying to see there's something about mary And Dylan's brother, who was like 20 or 21, bought us tickets and they wouldn't let us in because they said it had to be somebody over like 25 or something buying if they were buying multiple rated R tickets for people under 17, which is so weird. Anyway, um, but around this time, like there was the one theater that checked IDs, but most of the theaters in town did not. Mm-hmm. And so you could go see rated R movies without, like, I and I don't know if that was a common thing or if it was just here, but I can think of multiple movie theaters where I was going to see rated R movies when I was like 13, um, mm-hmm. because they didn't care. And yeah. so I'm guessing American Pie probably could have been seen by much younger kids, even in the theater.
1: Yeah, I never saw any of the American Pie movie. There weren't really Those kind of movies weren't really the kind of movies I was going to see at the cinema. I was usually going to see like the horror movies or the action movies. And I would wait for the, the comedies until they come out on um, home video. I saw a lot. Well, I was a teen. So I saw a lot of teen
0: comedies yeah. in the theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like most of the, the big ones from the late 90s I saw in the theater. I'm sure there's one I haven't. But all the ones I can think of I saw in the theater.
1: Yeah. Saying that, mind you, I saw Tom and Jerry in movie in the cinema. Um, and I saw the Flintstones movie in the cinema. I
0: saw the um, I saw the Flintstones movie in the theater.
1: But I just comedies I would usually leave. I I figured that something like the Flintstones you would have to see in the big screen. I mean, I was a massive Hanna Barbera fan as it was. Mm-hmm. I was just thought it was amazing that we're making this live action movie based on this this cartoon I loved as a kid. Yeah, the the very first animated um, primetime time sitcom. Um, <laughs> Which is strange to think now because when you think about animated Primetime sitcom, you think of like The Simpsons mm-hmm. or Family Guy or American Dad, the ones that are rude. Um, whereas The Flintstones was the very first one and now it's tame as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then again, it was the first animated show to have a pregnant woman in it mm-hmm. uh, when, uh, when Wilma was pregnant with Pebbles. Anyway, my third problem. And it's it's not really it's just shoved in here because I just wanted to mention it, and it stuff mum sleeping with Finch, mm. just a bit icky. That's bit. Yeah,
0: it it is, but I'm going to assume he's eighteen, so it's at least. uh Yeah, I,
1: th- I think I think he I think he is about eighteen. I think they they sort of skirted that there and just yeah. made him eighteen rather than seventeen, but it's still a bit.
0: I mean, senior yeah. of high school—that's when you usually turn eighteen, so it—it it wouldn't yeah. be a stretch yeah. or anything. But yeah, uh, no, I—I uh, I got upset because I'm now two years older than Stifler's mom, and that—I found that <laughs> troubling. I don't like that. Right. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Um, and then and then it's one of those things where, like, now that I'm older than Stifler's mom, I just sit there and really think about it. and I'm like, ew, eighteen-year-olds look like children. Like, yeah, I,
1: yeah. I mean, he, he acts like he's fifty, but yeah. still,
0: <laughs> he still looks young.
1: Yeah, he he he's he's one of the youngest looking. And I think he was like eighteen.
0: Yeah, I think he, I think he was, I think he was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but <laughs> that's it's just, it.
1: it. It's yeah, like that's it. it. It's just a, it's just a bit icky. You know.
0: Can I yeah. can I tell you what one of the funniest <laughs> parts of the movie is that most people probably don't even notice. Mm-hmm. So there's a locker room scene. And um it like it's more about Oz, but you can hear Stifler in the background talking to some guys. Mm-hmm. And uh Sean William Scott is improvising and he says, uh, so this girl, she calls me up and asks me for my number. It's just funny, like she calls him <laughs> up and asks him for his number. <laughs> It takes a second before you're like... It does, that yeah. That doesn't make sense. It does. <laughs> and his delivery is really good. It's just like... I mean, as as much as Stifler is an ass, Sean William Scott is so good in that
1: role. He's so good. Oh, great. he's so good. He's, he is.
0: His delivery of all of his insults, perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that he is. He absolutely is. And that's probably one of the reasons why... I mean, he's played to, you know, perfection because I hate him and you're supposed to dislike <laughs> Stifler. I also feel as though you're supposed to like Stifler in a way. Yeah. Like, there's a sort of like an anti-hero thing there's, going with Stifler. He is what Dylan
0: and I call the lovable asshole. Like, you know, yeah. we were talking earlier about groups having that one guy who's an asshole. And I, yeah. I've known a lot of guys where I really don't like them. They're jerks. Mm-hmm. But you also kind of like hanging out with them. Like, there's something that's fun about hanging out with them, even though they're assholes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's I mean it's probably has to do with like charisma or something, you know, but um it's the lovable asshole.
1: That's what he is. Yeah. I don't think he is in this movie though, but I do agree that he becomes that mm-hmm. later. I, I mean I do like him better in two and three. Yeah. Um, but I just really hate him in this. I don't know why. I just mm-hmm. fucking despise him. Maybe it's a high school thing. I just hate that high school. And maybe I'm just like <laughs> You know, just hating everything related to high school, and then since the second movie is out of high school, yeah, you know, maybe I like him better, but yeah. But that's... I, I just, I had to think of a problem. So... Mm. <laughs> and I don't like stuff in this, in this movie. Um. So, what is your positive?
0: My positive is, um, and I've argued with people about this, because some people don't see it, but whatever, I'm right. Um... The thing that I have always loved about this movie is when it comes down to it, the women are in control of the sex. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not, I mean, it's, you know, talking about things like Revenge of the Nerds or whatever, where there were like, where there was rapey stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, Stifler's creepy, but like... The women are in control. The women are the ones who decide whether or not they have sex. The men Mm -hmm. have to respect that it's the women's decision. Like, they're not, they're not like, it's not like super bad or something where they're like, we got to get, I mean, and I'm not mad at super bad because I get it. Like, it's about not being nervous or whatever. But like, they're not trying to get the girls super drunk to take advantage Mm -hmm. of them. It's, they're, they just want the women to consent And, um, I've always appreciated that because, you know, I've, I've heard critiques about it where it's just like, oh, it's just a boys movie and, um, it's all about like boys wanting to have sex. And it's like, well, it's also about girls deciding whether or not to have sex. And they're the ones who ultimately make the decision. And it's, and it's a movie being written and directed by men. I've always appreciated that because you don't get that very often.
1: Yeah. That, that that's that was one thing that I noticed when watching it again is like, consent is a big fucking deal in this movie. It really is, even with um Stiffel's mum and Finch. Yeah. Um, it's you know very consensual and you know it's great. I still, it's okay, like but it's you know yeah. he's eighteen. It's it's legal, so. Uh, but yeah, consent is very important in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that's uh. That was almost my positive but I kind of figured that you would go for something like that.
0: Yeah, and I also, um, like, I, I'm impressed that for a movie that is about a group of guys, I mm. think the female characters are actually, like, way more fleshed out than they would be if a lot of men were writing a movie like this. Tara yeah. Reid's character has a lot going on. Like, she has a personality. Natasha Leone just
1: steals it. She just steals it. Oh yeah. Movie. She's
0: so She's awesome. good. She's so good.
1: There's also, like, Sort of a bit of sadness there with Natasha Lyonne's character, when, um, when she says that she was do- didn't mm-hmm. having sex for the first time, she that was something that she doesn't want to happen to other girls, yeah. and it doesn't. <laughs> um, even though Stafford tries his best, uh, but, but yeah, no, it's it's absolutely important. I think it's brilliant that this movie does that because I also think that a couple of the female characters are actually better than the male characters. Like, you know, I mean, Natasha Leah's character seems like a, a more adjusted, better human being mm-hmm. than all of the guys um I'd rather hang out with her, yeah, um than hang out with them.
0: and I love that she seems to be the most knowledgeable about sex, and she's the one that doesn't have sex like we she and stiffler yeah. are the are the ones that we you know we figured they've had sex before, but we don't see either of them. Get, have sex. I, it didn't occur to me till just now. I mean, you don't see Stifler hook up with anyone. Yeah, it doesn't work out for him. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Savari's character. There's, there's stuff going on. That, like, it's just I feel like there's a lot more going on with the girls than you would expect.
1: Yeah, I quite like the the fact that I can't remember the names, but the two characters who break up after having mm. sex. I, I like that their breakup is amicable. Mm-hmm. It's like um, they had sex and it's like okay, but it's over though. You know, mm-hmm. but it's, and they're like, yeah, fine, it's over. I like that. It's kind of sweet in a way. I do. I, mean, I actually breaking up.
0: But... <laughs> um, I remember I watched, I rewatched the movie around the time I was. Uh... I guess it must have been the summer after I graduated high school. And that Mm -hmm. scene made me cry (laughs) because I was dating Dylan at the time, but we had agreed like when we went to college, we were going to break up. And so, but one thing I hate (laughs) about um, teen movies and teen shows is like, you know, so often, I mean, with the show, usually the season ends at the end of the school year. And then with movies, like so many movies are about, you know prom or graduation or whatever like you'll have mm. characters like that breaking up because they're going to college they they have all summer why are they breaking up now yeah. they have the entire summer like they i understand the movie is about the end of school or whatever mm. but it's like everyone's acting like oh we're now going to the next step and it's like you guys have like 3 months
1: yeah exactly and i didn't realize the whole stuff what doesn't actually have sex thing the, the two characters who have had sex, don't have sex. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I never thought about that. Um, my i i had a few positives, mm-hmm. and two of them were something that I've said before, and I was gonna say the consent thing, but I couldn't really put it down in a a, a way I couldn't word it in a way that I was satisfied with. So I went with Eugene Levy <laughs> because he's great uh and i mean jim's dad is just so he's dorky as fuck Mm -hmm. but he's still kind of cool in a way he's really
0: really trying with his son like he's a really good dad he's awkward about it but he's a really good dad and it's so funny like he is i know that if you watch like sctv or you were into like um oh god what's his name the guy who makes the most. Yes, if you're into Christopher Guest movies, like it's not like Eugene Levy wasn't known, but this is the thing mm-hmm. that really like introduced him to like a yeah. wide audience, and it's like so iconic, and it's only been surpassed by Schitt's Creek. Um, yeah, like he he's the only reason I almost watched the first direct-to-video uh, sequel. <laughs> um, yeah, he, that's why I watched it
1: because he was in it.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's he's such a sweet dad. Like this movie, actually, like. I think because it's about sex, people like to write it off as something that it isn't or that it is mm-hmm. but it's not the primary thing. And it's like this movie has a lot of heart. This movie yeah, has a lot of heart. Does. And a big part of that is Jim's relationship with his with
1: his dad. Yeah. The the, the porn magazine thing is a bit weird. Yeah, that goes a little bit too sort of far. But, but he's he's trying his best. I don't even that's just awkwardness, you know. I mean I mean it's the point of the scene.
0: Well, I, I mean, it is awkward. awkward he but... he could just give him the magazines and walk away. But like, yeah, it's I don't think it's even that weird because he's seeing his son trying to watch scrambled porn and yeah. the idea that he gets in these magazines so that he has like because this is I mean, obviously, the Internet's early. And so it's yeah. probably going to take forever for, you know, porn to load or whatever. But um, like, I don't I actually think that would be a pretty healthy thing for someone to do for their kid back
1: in the day. Like if it's done yes. in the right
0: way, but he shouldn't be sitting there showing in the magazines.
1: Exactly. That's and, that's where it goes a little bit too far. Yeah. He's he's opening the magazine and is showing. Yeah, that's a bit far, but he's still trying to Yeah, play.
0: he's he doesn't know what to do. And yeah. so but he's trying. It's now you would probably like go on Reddit or something and be like, I need advice. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Tell you what to do. But he's kind of yeah. on his own there and it's clear like His wife, he's not talking to her about it or something. We don't we don't see a lot of Jim's mom.
1: No, we don't. Um Yeah. And they kill her off as well, don't they?
0: I think that Oh my god, I forgot about that. I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um well Eugene Levy is in all of the American Pie movies bar one. There was one that was released under the name American Pie in like twenty twenty or something. Mm -hmm. And that's the only one he wasn't in. Oh, he was in more than just Bandcamp? Yeah, he was in all of those uh, direct-to-video ones. It was Freedom or something. He was wow. in all of them. I didn't know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's in all of them. But then, after Reunion, um, they just stopped. He stopped appearing in them. Because they stopped making the, the direct video ones mm. until 2020, where they made one, and then none of the original cast are in that. Uh but yeah, you just, just kept working, just kept being Jim's dad. <laughs> uh, can I tell you a bit of trivia? Of course you can, please um, So,
0: and by the way, I'm such a big fan, I have watched a three-hour documentary about these movies. Uh, mm. That's where I'm at in life. Like, this was my first DVD, but I've had to buy it a couple times because they put out... Oh, by the way, which version did you watch? Did you watch the unrated?
1: Yes, I watched the one with the clear cup. Okay. So that's the unrated version, I think. The, yeah, the unrated version is when he's versions. on the
0: counter with the pie.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also the the clear cup with the, the semen in yeah. it. Because you can see the semen in the cup. But in the, the R-rated version, it's a blue cup. Fun fact, it's so, uh, eggs. What? <laughs> oh, it's eggs. It's in the... Yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah and Sean William Scott yeah. had to drink egg. Right. Um Anyway, the movie, when they were sending it out, when they were sending the script out to readers, um, like, you know, agents or studios mm-hmm. all have readers who read the scripts and then pass on whatever they think is good. And they got the feeling it wasn't going to get past any readers. And so they titled it. Um, I don't know if I'm getting it exactly right, but it's something like mm-hmm. untitled teen comedy that readers will hate, but you can make for under $10 million.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think it has something like that. Yeah. Like,
0: that's such a great way to get their scripts noticed. Yeah. Especially has, like yeah. you know, putting in how cheap it could be made. It's just I just thought it was mm. genius. I um I'm disappointed that Adam Hertz, the guy that wrote it, that he mm. hasn't done anything else. Isn't that weird? Like, he created a show that got cancelled really? pretty quickly. But, and he, he wrote the first three American Pie movies. I can't remember if he wrote Reunion or not. He's credited on all of them, obviously, because he came up with characters. But... Yeah. Um, no other movies.
1: That's weird. And this is a
0: good script.
1: I'm really curious yeah, you would have thought he would have been the man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I I'm curious what happened to him. Where did he go?
1: What is he doing right now? He'll probably be they'll do another retrospective documentary for um, American Pie on its next anniversary, big anniversary, and then he'll probably be in that.
0: I know they're wanting to do <laughs> like a lot of them want to do another movie, which I'm not. I wasn't a huge fan of Reunion, um, so I don't necessarily think they should make another one. But I would see it. Um, I saw a panel. Hmm. At a convention, uh, that Thomas e. and Nicholas was at and he was talking about how they really like have been trying to figure it out. Um, which by the way, Thomas Ian e. Nicholas, super nice. He's mm-hmm. so nice. nice. I, yeah. Um, my, my husband's cousin, uh, gave me money to, cause he knew I was going to the convention and he didn't want to pay to go to the convention. He gave me, um, money and a baseball and wanted me to get, Wanted me to get Thomas E. Nicholas to sign it because Rookie of the Year. Yeah. And this was the first time he had ever been asked to do this. My, his, Dylan's cousin wanted him to sign it with the character's name. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't want Thomas E. Nicholas to sign his name. He wanted him to sign the character's name. And that was, he hadn't had that before. But he was, um, it's always kind of sad at conventions. Like you'll see people like the chick who played Luna Lovegood in the Harry Potter movies. She's mm-hmm. going to have a line at her booth going like really far. Right. Like she's, mm-hmm. she just has to sign things and mo- move people on because there's too many people. And then there'll be those people that are sitting at the booth and like no one's there. <laughs> um, yeah. But the good thing about that is you get more time with them. And mm-hmm. so when Thomas E. Nicholas didn't have anybody at his booth, I mean, a lot of that is weird because it's like, the conventions are mostly like f- sci-fi fantasy stuff. And then you have like the guy from American pie and rookie of the year, you know, like, and yeah. like it's, now it's like anyone can do a convention, but I got to talk to him for like five or 10 minutes. Um, and he was really nice. And it was also impressive. Like, cause I, I had interviewed an actor for my party of five. Podcast, and we mm-hmm. talked about his experiences with the show and everything. But he didn't really remember plot, which I don't expect actors, especially on shows, to remember everything that happened, right? Um, mm-hmm. and Tom C. Nicholas was on Party of Five, and I talked to him a little about my podcast. He remembered everything. Oh, really? Yeah i <laughs> I was really impressed. Like he had a lot to say about it, and he had directed a movie, and there were a couple people from Party of Five in it. Um. Oh, nice. And uh. I don't know. There was something about that that was really impressive to me because I've heard so many actors talk about their shows and it's like, you don't know what happened on your own show. Um, it's Um I listened to Felicity commentary and she and Scott Foley were talking about how great it was. Their characters never hooked up or never had sex. And I was like... You mm-hmm. did. You went back in time to go back <laughs> to that night. It was a huge plot point. If I ever met Carrie Russell, I would be like, "You had sex with Noel. I it, it mm-hmm. angered me that they didn't remember this one really important plot point. And maybe
1: she just tried to forget the whole fucking stupid time travel. I like the time travel. I like the time
0: <laughs> travel. I think it's I think it's interesting. JJ Abrams so weird. Anyway, um. Yes. Oh, and my husband's uh, declared. A couple weeks ago, he's never seeing another J.J. Abrams movie because he's so mad about the last Star Wars.
1: I don't care about Star Wars, so <laughs> I'll, I'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah, I well, and I've been yeah. wanting a J.J. Abrams pop vinyl, and I'm like, maybe I won't bring that into the house. Um, <laughs> but, oh man, I got really,
1: really off course. What was I saying? Um, You were talking about people. Uh, well, we were talking about part of five.
0: Oh yeah, Thomas um, E. Nicholas. Thomas E. Nicholas. Anyway, yeah. my point was he's really like he looks like a nice guy. Like we used to call him Smiling Guy because he's always smiling. Mm. Um But yeah, it I like to to shout out uh, celebrities who are very nice. Um, especially yeah. at conventions. Like well, the men are nicer at conventions. Like I feel bad for the women because they get more creeps and you can kind of see yeah. like we had our picture taken with um Emma Caulfield, Chris Carpenter, and James Marster's. And the mm-hmm. women were more reserved like cuz they're having to take these pictures and like touch people all day and I'm sure people get inappropriate. And James Marster is just like totally upbeat, totally excited to be taking the pictures. Yeah. And I get the feeling that the women at conventions probably have a lot of people going around telling stories about how they were a bitch. And uh mm-hmm. it sucks cuz it must be tough for women at conventions.
1: Yeah. Actually, I want to talk about something similar to that, but I want to say that last year I was supposed to go. There was a convention in Glasgow in Scotland, and I was supposed to go to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't tell you who was going, who was going to be in the convention, apart from Frank Welker. Um, and I love Frank Welker. Who's that? I've, I've, uh, he's a voice artist. He's a Fred in Scooby Doo. That's okay. basically what he's better known for. But he's done tons. Um. And I've been a fan of his since I was a kid, and I was supposed to go and see him and actually have like a, a meet and greet with him, a mm. photograph of him and that, but COVID fucked it. Uh. So <laughs> So I couldn't go to the convention. It, was, it would have been my first ever convention. Mm. I've never been to one in my life, and I was going to go and meet one of my childhood heroes, and it never happened. So, fuck Aww. you, COVID.
0: The first time I... I the fr- well, it's not the first time I went to a convention, because I went to some... We used to have a smaller convention here. But the first time I went to Wizard World, which is, like, a huge convention that, like, goes all around the country. Um, They might even go to the UK. I don't know. Um, I think so. Yeah, I think there's a Wizard World in the UK. Again. The first time I went, I was like, oh, my God, who's paying, like, $40, 50 200 to meet someone? I was like, what a waste. And mm. that was the week they announced the Gilmore Girls... Um revival like the movies that they released on netflix and i saw yeah. uh, milo ventimiglia um there because he um he was on gilmore girls and um mm-hmm. i went to the panel he was at and um i got so into it and got so nostalgic for gilmore girls i ended up paying the 40 dollars to get my picture with him and get his autograph <laughs> and it's i realized it's really you, the temptation is so great when you see them Right there. Yeah. It's sometimes it feels like a waste if they just sign a thing and move on. But like most of them will, if they're not busy, like Jason Muse and Brian O'Halloran, Jason Muse was very busy. Brian O'Halloran was not as busy. So we yeah. got to chat with him for a while. Like, it's kind of nice to get to chat with them and ask them questions that maybe yeah. you have, which I'm, I'm sure they get the same questions all the time. But apparently I ask weird ones um, Because I'm a weirdo.
1: So <laughs> that's nice. I'm sure they like that, though. I'm sure they enjoy that. Even if it's a weird question, it's like, well, I've never heard yeah, that. Yeah, that's
0: one the before. thing. I mean, and isn't that the goal? Like, you <laughs> want to be the person that says something. To, like, uh, we were at the Buffy panel, and um, Chris McCarpenter at some point had mentioned a show she was on right before Buffy called Malibu Shores, and it ran <laughs> for something like 13 episodes or something. And she was like, no one will remember it. And when I went up to ask my question, I was like, I remember it. I watched every episode. I have it on VHS. Mm. For some reason I recorded every episode. I was like, I watched it and I was obsessed with Carrie Russell's hair. And she was like, Carrie Russell's hair smells amazing. And I was like,
1: <laughs> I
0: was like, thank you, Chris carpenter. I needed to hear that. Like it's the fact that uh, yeah. probably not a lot of people bring up Malibu Shores to her. And she seemed yeah. very surprised. So and you know, once again yeah. I bring up Carrie Russell because I was obsessed back
1: in the day. Right, well what you were saying earlier about like Emma Caulfield and that and women and mm. conventions. Um and also going back to what was in this movie with Nadia getting filmed, um uh which is not consent. So mm. there you go, that's you know yeah. <laughs> But uh but yeah this is might be a bit long winded, so I'll try and sort of rein it in a little bit. I watch um GTA roleplay on Twitch. Okay. And it's basically just... It's it's the game GTA. And it's people role-playing characters in it all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And there's cops and there's criminals and stuff like that. And I watch men and women. So I have my favourite sort of quote-unquote characters. Um And I watch them. And it's basically just them improvising. Some of them are really fucking smart and should be on television. <laughs> but I was... Some of them do like... A, They'll go on Twitch and they'll they'll do an like a ban unban session where people have been banned from their chats mm-hmm. and they will go in and, and read the what the problem is, what they said, or whatever, if there was any moderator notes, and then they'll decide if they will unban them or keep them banned. And I've watched I watched three guys do it and it was all just sort of like jovial and um. oh, this guy's just fucking stupid, he's crazy, you know, he, he keep him banned or whatever, or, no, he's fine. That was just, it was not his mistake or whatever and all that. And then a few weeks ago, I watched a, a, a girl, I think she's in her early 20s, mm-hmm. and she was doing it. And the amount of horrible, disgusting, vile shit that that girl had to read was, like, I mean, I knew it happened. Mm-hmm. But just the 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 stark contrast between what the guys go through with just idiots saying stupid things mm. to what the girls go through with horrible people saying disgusting things like, you know they want to rape them and stuff. Yeah. It's it's horrible, vile, and you know it just shocked. It should have shocked me. Yeah. But it shocked me.
0: I've <laughs> heard stories, and I haven't had to deal with that stuff. Although I kind of avoid um situations w- where you know for a fact that's going to happen you know what I mean mm-hmm. but I think like I have my own Twitter account I've had my own Twitter account for over a decade but one of the things I love about using my podcast um mm-hmm. Twitter is that no one knows what gender you are and if people don't know what gender you are they generally assume you're a guy um <laughs> in fact I've had some women like be like, "Oh, you're a typical male." And I'm like, "No, I'm I'm not." <laughs> like because they were <laughs> mad about something I said. Um yeah. but I don't get the threats and stuff because no yeah. one knows. And um it sucks that that's what you have to do to to get by yeah. because um women especially outspoken women on the internet they have to deal with the most disgusting stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean this isn't even just it's not re- it's not really that. It's just this girl's playing a game and she's playing a character and she's playing a police officer character. She was talking, I can't remember what brought the the conversation up, but someone mentioned something about something that was said and she she um streams with her webcam mm. but th- but she also s- says that she watches sh- what she wears in the webcam. Mm. She, she wears like baggy jumpers. Mm-hmm. Um, or if, if she is in a, like a good mood and she wants to wear something nice, she will. But she has long hair, so she always puts her hair forward and covers her breasts. Mm-hmm. Because she says if she doesn't, the amount of messages that she gets. And I'm like, fucking hell, that's terrible. Yeah. You know, you can't even just, Play a game online without some lecherous fucking wanker saying something because you happen to have breasts. I, you know, I, it's like 50% of the people in the world have them. In <laughs> Or will have them. In high school, I was, um,
0: very insecure about my, well, I'm always insecure about my body, but I was especially insecure about my body and wore baggy clothes and stuff. And I had some friends encourage me to stop wearing like baggy T-shirts and stuff and start wearing a little more like form-fitting clothes, which it's that thing that a lot of people have where then you look back at pictures from high school and you're like, oh, I was super cute and little and I should have been wearing different clothes. <laughs> but anyway, I had ordered this shirt um, that I loved the silver shirt, and it was a little low cut. Like not to you know, uh, despite what American movies tell you, we do have strict dress codes <laughs> at high yeah. in high school, and it was like it didn't really show a ton of cleavage, but it was like maybe the maybe just like the tiniest bit, and I felt yeah. really confident in that shirt. I felt good, I'd never worn anything like that, and I went I was walking into choir. And this guy, this guy who like the teacher loved because he's a good Christian boy, and just so mm. polite, and I'd always gotten along with him really well. He sees me and he made a lewd comment about my shirt, mm-hmm. and I never wore it again. Like, m- so m- so many men feel the need to comment on that kind of stuff, and it's it's icky, and it ma- it just
1: makes you feel gross. Yeah, and I I watched some other women twitch um pictures uh, and some of them just don't do the webcam thing mm-hmm. because they just don't want that hassle they just don't want people commenting on their looks
0: we don't with our podcasts like i've never put up a picture of what we look like um mm-hmm. because i don't i don't want to risk having to deal with that yeah and um because there there have been points where i wanted to like post pictures on twitter and stuff and i'm like i can't i can't do that because i just don't I don't want to risk it and it's sad it's sad that you know we have to deal with that it's the same thing like uh we've gotten reviews or or tweets about our podcast and Mm. i get criticized for like dylan used to interrupt me all the time and so i started um not interrupting back but like powering through like if he starts talking i guess interrupt back to finish my thought or whatever and Mm -hmm. we got a review that was complaining about how often i interrupt and it's like i was doing it in reaction to him like he interrupts way more than i do and or like you know how people complain about women having vocal fry when i remember ira glass on this american life one time he was talking about how ridiculous it is that people like they get letters about the vocal fry with a lot of the women there, and he's like, "I have vocal fry, and I've never gotten a complaint."
1: Um, what's vocal fry?
0: It's, it's the way women talk. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Um, let me, mm-hmm. let me see if I can find the exact definition. Um, vocal, fry. put in vocal is the first thing that comes up. Vocal fry is the lowest register. Uh, of your voice characterized by its deep creaky breathy sound when you speak your vocal cords naturally close to create vibrations as air passes between them like a piano or guitar string these vibrations produce sound right okay and a lot of women get accused of having vocal fry um i've probably been accused of it i don't know um oh can i tell you about a misogynist experience i had last night Uh, yeah, still got the shorty finish, but carry on. I know,
1: I know, but (laughs) while we're talking about it. um, Yeah,
0: carry on. So last night I was at a bar and, um, Mm -hmm. I, this woman struck up conversation with me and she was lovely. We talked for a while. Um, and then she was like, you know, do you want to play pool? And I was like, sure. She wanted to play, um, doubles. So I went to go play pool. We play against these two guys. Um, and I don't know them, but one of them is always in the bar playing pool. Like he's, that's his thing. And we beat them. And Mm -hmm. we're feeling pretty good because we're not very good at pool. (laughs) But for Mm -hmm. some reason, we did really well. And so we we beat them and then we play another game. And I was the first one to get a ball in. And I was obviously aiming to get it in one pocket. And it went Mm -hmm. into a different one. But I was still satisfied. And one of the guys was like, I, I was about to go take my next turn since I got the ball in. And he was like, no, you didn't call it, so you don't get to go again. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, or not that I didn't call it, he said, which I didn't call it, he said it didn't go into the pocket I called, which, like, I didn't call anything. And I was like, dude, I didn't call anything, and I didn't know we were supposed to, so I'm gonna go. And he was like, no, 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 that's the rules here. Like, you have to call it, or else you don't get to go again. And I was like, we didn't do that at all the last game we played. That was never a thing the last game. And he's like, that's the rule in this bar. And I was like, I've played with so many people, and that was never the rule in Mm -hmm. this bar. And he, but he kept insisting. And I was like, whatever, fuck it. We go on. So he takes his turn. He doesn't call it. And the rule doesn't seem to apply to him. (laughs) And then when it's his friend's turn, he doesn't call and he gets to go again. So I'm like, dude, why does he not have to call? And I do. And this guy was not answering me. And I was like, fuck this. I'm not playing this game anymore. And I went, went back to the bar. Um, and mm. his friend came over and was like, well, I don't understand what's the problem. And I'm like, well, when the little lady gets a ball in, she's not allowed to go again because she didn't call the, but the men don't have to call. <laughs> and that, and he, he actually ended up buying me some drinks and it was, uh, to make up for it and stuff. But like mm-hmm. it was clear that this guy was upset. He got beat by girls. Yeah. Absolutely. And he made up a rule that only applied to me. Yeah. I was proud of myself for walking away and standing up for myself, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes you have to walk away rather than, like, smack him over the head mm-hmm. with a cue or something. It's better to just walk away. Um, but you see, that's the thing, right? Going back to American Pie, it's like the tox- toxic masculinity of a lot of the car- male characters in this, but it's kind of just the way that it's a way that they've well can't really say it's a the way they've been brought up. It's a way they've sort of learned that that's the way it's supposed to mm-hmm. be. That you're supposed to lose your virginity by a certain age, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's important, and it's just like that's a lot of guys just seem to have it, and they can't be embarrassed by a woman. Mm-hmm. They can't lose to a woman. Yeah, you're not allowed. Um, and it's fucking bullshit so, you know, that's why I like watching GTA RP, because some of the women on that are fucking badasses and just take no shit from the men <laughs> I mean, as their characters and also as themselves, because a lot of themselves bleed through into the characters so, like, if one of the female char- characters tells one of the guys to fuck off because he's annoying um, I believe that that's the actual player saying that <laughs> it's not the character um, but yeah, that's why I like that. So, anyway, what, uh, oh, actually, no, I have one bit of, I have one bit of Travia before we go. Okay. That, as you said earlier, Blink182 Blink is in this, mm-hmm. right? Um, and Travis Barker is, uh, he's wrongly credited as former drummer Scott Rayner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I checked this, it's true. Uh, it says band and then it's got, uh, Instead of his name, it says Scott Rayner, and that was the drummer before him. Mm-hmm. But also, in the credits for the song Mutt, which is the song that's used in Black 182 songs used in the movie, mm-hmm. Travis Barker's surname is spelled incorrectly. It's spelled Barkor rather than Barker. <laughs> so whoever wrote the credits for this movie fucking hates Travis Barker. I just want to say that. So... There you go.
0: By the, so oh, the next, hold on, Sorry. hold on. You brought up Blinkwood too, <laughs> so I just want to talk about Crystal the monkey for a second.
1: Okay, Crystal right.
0: the monkey, you have seen multiple times. I'm not going right. to read off every credit, but I mean, this monkey's famous enough that like I recognize this monkey when I see it on screen. Um, mm-hmm. obviously in America, Pie was in Doctor Doolittle. Um, it was on an episode of Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, Night at the Museum movies um all right ten yeah. to yuma the hangover hangover part 2 um we bought a zoo uh communi- five episodes of community um he was the uh monkey named Annie's boobs um i just <laughs> I, I just rewatched the show and i was like oh that's crystal the monkey and most recently in 2020 was in i know this much is true monkey was born in 1994 and, I was just going to say, how old is this monkey? Yeah, and I just... It's it's so funny, because I don't... people We don't really think about the animals in movies very often, and it's like... Oh. It's so funny, because this is, like, one of the hardest-working animals in Hollywood. <laughs> like, it's yeah. a recognisable animal in Hollywood, and so I just wanted to shout out Crystal the Monkey. Right, okay, fair
1: enough. A lot of animals in, like, say, like, the 90s and stuff, like, if they didn't have any if they weren't talking, they were just making, like, animal noises or mm-hmm. whatever. They were probably voiced by Frank Welker. Oh, really? He does a lot of that. So, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, if a dog barks or, you know, mm-hmm. or if a cat, like, screeches or something, it's usually him that does it. Uh, he did a lot of that. See, if you look at Frank Welker's IMDB, mm-hmm. you, it, you wouldn't be able to go through it all. There's fucking hundreds of things that he's done. Uh, But he's mostly... Uh, <laughs> I wanted to meet him. Anyway. <laughs> um. So, our next episode, uh, it's your pick again, because of that weird thing I did with Lethal Weapon. So, have you picked one, or will we just wait? Which, by the way, if I remember correctly, see. Sean William Scott was one of the leads on the Lethal Weapon show. He was! In <laughs> and, and, and the first season, because they, they oh, killed right, off the original right, guy, because yeah, it, he didn't get on with uh, yeah. Waynes.
0: Anyway, uh, the next movie is Speed. Okay, good! It's one of Good. the only action movies I saw in my youth. Alright. Right. Um Yeah, okay,
1: fair enough. I'm not gonna argue with that. Speed from 90... four six. Well ninety yeah. four? Fucking hell. I think yeah, I 94. think ninety-four, yeah.
0: Um I haven't watched it in a long time and I was just kinda looking at my movies and I was like, you know, let's do speed, especially since you like doing action movies. I do. So
1: that you think is something that's not so too actiony next after that then it might be a horror movie though <laughs> we'll see i haven't decided yet uh so that's all we have time for um uh, if you want to follow me on twitter it's at drop pilot if you want to go to the website it's shiftybench.co.uk contact at u k is the email address send us some feedback please uh where can people follow you online Jen?
0: um at pilot inspectors on twitter where you cannot tell that uh I'm a woman, and <laughs> I have a Party Five Rewatch podcast called Closer to Free. Excellent. So thank you for listening. And
1: we'll speak to you next time. Bye. Goodbye.